You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Annie Franceschi from The Greatest Story Creative. Now, we've all had that million-dollar idea, the one that kept us up at nights because it just made too much sense, and we needed to figure out how to make it happen. Now, that idea, that daydream that you think about, you put hours, days, maybe even years bringing to life only to realize that you're the only one that knows about your world changing that product or service. Ah, shoot, what are we going to do? Now, getting the word out can be one of the hardest parts of any journey, specifically that for entrepreneurs. And if marketing is something that maybe you don't understand or maybe something you need help with, this is something that you can really start to utilize through an organization called Greatest Story Creative. Now, why is telling the story so hard or so important? Annie is going to jump right into that. Super excited to learn about this. We we are in the story building world, and I think this is going to be incredible. Thank you, Annie, for joining us on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Annie, thank you. Uh, great intro, Brian. Uh, so it's Franceschi, right? Franceschi. Franceschi. Brand like country, chess like the game. <laughs> got it. Got it. We, love we've it. got it now. Yes. We've got it. So sorry. Thank you. Um, so jumping right in, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and... and uh, Greatest story creative. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with the story, like all of our stories, it starts, you know, in childhood. We'll go all the way back to childhood. Mm -hmm. um, I just have always been big into story, specifically the movies. You know, ever since I saw my first movie, which I think was The Aristocats, of course, it was a Disney movie. Um, <laughs> I was just in love and I always wanted to write stories. I was always the arts kid in school. I would always get hit in the head with the ball. So I had to be good at arts. Um, and I studied filmmaking. I wrote screenplays in high school. And when I graduated from college, I knew what I wanted to do, which was work somehow in the movie business. So I did what many of us have to do if you don't live in Los Angeles is I had to move. So I had to move across the country from where I'm from in North Carolina. And I had a career in the film industry. Um, I had a lot of adventures there, was the second assistant to the president of production at Lionsgate. But ultimately I ended up working at the Walt Disney Studios. And that was really an incredible, impactful experience for me. Uh, I had, you know, the pitfalls of corporate America, but also the joy of working for probably the most magical company on earth. Uh, after a number of years, I realized after working my way up to a dream job that it wasn't so much a dream life that I thought it would be. And that caused me to give myself permission to try um, to give up that dream job, move back home to North Carolina and start this business that you just mentioned, Greatest Story Creative. Uh, it's a branding agency and business coaching company. I work with coaches and consultants to help them tell their stories, you know, through messaging, through consistent visual brands, websites that pull them all together and marketing strategies and growth strategies that don't make you want to lose your mind to social media. <laughs> well, congratulations. That's awesome. How's it going? It's great. I love what I do. I'm very, I'm very lucky that I have that Venn diagram of the, you know, the circle of what do you love to do? What adds value to other people's lives? And, you know, what can you get paid for? That's, that's where you want to be right in the center, like a hidden Mickey almost, right? That's there you right. Go. 
I love, you know, we're in the world of, of branding and we always tell people like we're here to be able to share your story through the use of our medium. And we really try to reverse engineer what these brands are trying to achieve so we can really test the boundaries of what we can do through our product and through what we can provide. And we get the ability to work with a lot of marketing companies. But I love what you say on your website where it says a brand you're proud to share and a business that's fun to grow. And I think a lot of people get stuck in the weeds of how are we going to build the brand? What's our image going to be? How are we going to share that story? When in reality, they can just partner with people like you who have worked at Walt Disney World, who are the greatest storytellers of all time. Um, actually, my I was born in, in Winter Park, Florida. My parents were characters at Walt Disney World. And then we, I have a twin brother. So I tell everybody like the magic kingdom is real. That shit is real, right? Like some, <laughs> some magic stuff happened over there. But it's something that's really neat. And so I want to learn from you you know, right now, not only what type of companies that you're working with, but I think you have a really, you know, it says it on here, clear, consistent branding and uplifting coaching consulting to grow your greatest business. Tell us, how does that work? What are the clients that, you know, or the potential clients that would be be interested uh, in working with you? And who, who, who does that look like? Paint me that picture. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I talk a lot about this idea of your greatest business. And your greatest business is kind of like what I described, this, this Venn diagram between what you love doing um, and what will actually make you money. Because those things don't always overlap and they really should, I think, in a business. Because, you know, as much as you love something, if it makes you go broke, you can't, it's not sustainable, right? You're going to burn out. Um, but there's so much hustle culture, right? It can't all be about the money. There's got to be this sort of overlap. And so my business is Greatest Story Creative. I teach you how to brand and grow your greatest business. So I work with a lot of coaches and consultants and service-based business owners. Um, I would say people like myself who worked in corporate America who have taken that experience now and have reinvented themselves, but it's really hard to have the objectivity about your story, right? So there's, there's the challenges of, I don't know how to tell my story. I know what I do, but I am so not clear on how to say what I do. And then the second part of that is once you've kind of gotten a business going, how do you grow it without losing your mind to marketing? Mm -hmm. so, so I sort of do both things. So I do, I'm a branding company where I'm helping, I do what I call a three-step brand story solution, which is writing your clear marketing message, creating your consistent visual brand, and then pulling all those things together in a compelling website. So that's what you need, right? To confidently book clients. And then the second piece of that is what I call the establish yourself framework or EST, three steps to grow and optimize your coaching or consulting business without living on social media 24 seven. So the things that gurus are not teaching, those things go really well hand in hand. And that's the kinds of companies I work with are similar to me. They sell what they do. They sell their time, um, but they don't want to just be hourly. They really want to make a difference and um, they want to enjoy themselves and enjoy their lifestyles. I'm a part of that. So you mentioned service-based companies and small businesses that you're working with. Is there a particular uh, sector or industry that you're thriving in or that you enjoy most or, or target, so to speak? Yeah, I, I'm pretty, um, I, I definitely am laser focused on like coaches and consultants. And I would say that the best fit for, for what I do are people who have sort of a B2B component. They have some sort of a business-like consulting company and they know that 
um, their expertise is not creativity, right? But I'll, I'll say I work with a whole spectrum. And, and one of the greatest joys of what I do, pro- probably a lot of what you guys do as well, is you get to know other people's stories and you become a part of their lives in a really unique way. Um, and especially when you help someone tell their story in a business, that can be life-changing for them and then all the people they work with. And so coaches and consultants are known for these enormous transformations, right? So there's so much impact to be had when you work with somebody like that and give them, you know, I always say it's like you have the key in the lock, but you need someone to help you turn it. Um, so that's what coaches have done for me. And that's what I like to try to do for my clients. So I love that you mentioned, um, you know, basically you're calling it a story rather than like brand marketing. You know, we talk about, we've been on this podcast for five years and we've heard a ton of stories and we've had the ability to share those. And I, I spoke uh, on a summit recently on a panel and I, and I basically said the ability for us to hear all of these different stories has enabled me to have a lot of conversations with people that are different than me. And I've come to the conclusion that I don't really care what you believe at the end of that conversation. I care about the story that got you there, right? So even if we were to disagree on a specific topic, I now understand your journey. I understand your story. And I would be able to tell that story, obviously, through our medium in the podcast. When you talk to, to most entrepreneurs and people in this space, what is the biggest challenge that they have? Is it articulating the story? Is it, what is it? Like, what is the biggest challenge for people to not understand, this is my story, this is my brand, this is what I do, and how can you support that? Yeah, absolutely. And I I write a little bit about this in my book that came out a few months ago called Establish Yourself, uh, Brand Streamline and Grow Your Greatest Business. So talking about that idea, like what is the biggest challenge? I would say really the biggest thing that comes to mind for me is this pressure to be creative. This is the biggest thing that's holding people back. When you say, I got to tell my story, people think that they've got to find this elusive, perfect message that is going to make them stand out, right? Um, And so one of my biggest things that I try to teach and talk about is please choose understanding over standing out. Because when you choose clarity over creativity, you get the context. People are skipping the context. And so you might get all the applause in the world for this really creative way of saying what you do. But if you don't get action, AKA revenue, then it's useless, right? And I think there's too much of this um, desperation people feel to come up with this creative message. They get married to these creative messages. They're not willing or they're not able to get to a clear message and realize that sometimes boring is good. Like clarity is better. Yes, you want to be compelling, but you can't be creative if your creativity is useless without context. Um, so this is the, the, the battle I have with the world at large with coaches and consultants. Um, but those who come to me, they know that they're looking to be more clear. Um, there, it's less that I don't position myself as I'm the creative agency, though creatives in the name. Um, it is really about your story, but how do you connect your story to your ideal clients? You have to give them something clear to connect to, or it's not going to, it's not going to translate. It's going to be applause and not action. And you want action every time. By the way, congratulations on your new book. Tell us about that. I cannot wait to read it. I just saw it on your website. And this is right down my alley. So tell us about your book. And uh, actually, I'd love to know. I think there's a lot of people we've actually had on our podcast. Like, maybe I should write a book. You know, how did you even decide, Uh, hey, I'm going to write a book? Yeah, we've had a book. Well, that's going back to childhood yet again. You know, um, I don't know. I I think it's a common story that if you've ever wanted to write a book, you probably have a couple half written books at home from (laughs) your childhood. Right. I was finding them like the diary of this is my story. And I wrote one page uh, when I was 10 years old. And I, I just always had this dream of wanting to write 
write a book. And um, when I knew I, I wanted to write several books, I was like, you know, this could really be a great medium for me, but I didn't know where to start. And I thought, well, I have to start some way with my story to sort of establish, well, who am I as an author and what am I trying to say? And so the fir- I, this book that just came out, Establish Yourself, is actually my second book. Uh, my first book is called Permission to Try, 11 Things You Need to Hear If You're Scared to Change Your Life. Um, and it is a pep talk to anybody who is thinking about giving up something good or just giving something up for the unknown. Um, I had to do that. It is a literally a coffee conversation with myself where I go through 11 different arguments as to why I couldn't give myself permission to quit my dream job and move on um, and do this. You know, I didn't know I was going to start a business when I quit my job at Disney. And I talk a lot about those stories. So if you're curious as to like why someone would leave a great dream job, this is that is the book. Right. So that's really a, a more creative and compelling way to tell my story that isn't a memoir. Um, so it's very much it got it's got exercises, things like that. So the first book is all about like permission to change your career and how to start a business, you know, as part of that. And then this next book, which came about, I wrote that book in 2018. This book just came out in 2022 is if that book's my best career advice, this is my best business advice. So I'm coming on to nine years of working with coaches and consultants. It's been, I have over a hundred clients. Like what have I learned in that time about how to have a consistent six figure practice that doesn't run you? Like, how can you, you know, I do things like I take the month of December off and I work about nine and a half months of the year and I still make great money and I love what I do and I get great client results and all the things you would want from a business that comes from not doing um, necessarily what the gurus teach, right? Which is this hustle all the time or you're not working hard enough and all of this online marketing, those things are can be valuable to a business, but they're just not valuable to me. And so establish yourself. This book is, is it took me twice as long to write as permission to try. Um, but it is here in the world two years later. Um, I'm super proud of it. And it is truly, like I said, my best business advice. If it's if you're a service-based business owner and you have felt like really frozen by all the advice out there, that's like, you got to be on all this social media. You have to have a funnel. You have to have all these things. I actually teach a pretty common sense thing that you could do almost with no internet um, to, to optimize your business and make more money from it, but also love it more. Um, That's what establishing yourself is all about going to the next level of both passion and profit. Very, very cool. Congrats. Yeah, it is. We'll have to check that out. It is. I, I want to read both of those. And I, I want to, um, so I, I left a job and, and it was the same kind of scenario, right? I would have loved to been able to read your book before I joined the Dunstan Group, but everything that I did before I joined this company this this was it, you know where I needed to be right gave me purpose gave me opportunity to build my own personal brand gave me opportunity to give back to the community really created who I was I, I wasn't married I didn't have kids before I joined now I'm married and I have kids so life is totally different but all of that has been great but a lot of people like you're right it's hard for them to leave that and when you go into your bio on your story literally about you it says this isn't my dream job right explain what it was like to have your dream job. And then what it was like to have the job that your family needs, that your community needs, and that ultimately you need. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what my about story starts with on my website. It says, this is not my dream job. And it's my way of talking about um, what I thought my, my dream job would be, which was working on major movies at the Walt Disney Company. It's my favorite company on earth. I worked my way up through all the toxic bosses and craziness that can happen. Um, I ended up in this role called in franchise management and I was a communications lead. So basically it was my job at the Walt Disney Studios to read upcoming scripts and take concept art and put them together into 
presentations, things that could be taken to Comic-Con by our president of production, who's still the president now, working on movies like Maleficent and the live action Cinderella um, and a couple flops I won't mention. Those were the bigger hits that (laughs) I worked on at the time. Um, Rest in peace, John Carter and Frank and Weenie and some of these other movies. Um, But that I basically worked and worked and worked until I was noticed for my ability to write and design and have strategy. And I got this promotion to be doing this work and I was finally all in alignment and it was great. And I kind of took that bird's eye view, looked around and went, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I kind of looked at like what people's lives look like. The people who work at the Walt Disney Company are unbelievably amazing people, but they're, you know, they're living in small houses, one because it's LA and this was 10 years ago, almost at this point. Um, And they, they are pulled in many cases between their families and their responsibilities at work, right? Like the common corporate life. Like, yes, you get to go to Disneyland and things like that. And that's fabulous. Um, but, you know, it wasn't enough for me. It wasn't the life I really, I really, I always say it's like, it was a dream job and not a dream life. And that's sort of what I say in, in the short version of the about story is um, what I do with greatest story and just what I do these days in general, couldn't be more in alignment with who I am and what I want out of life. Um, I'm almost like semi-retired and how I run my business and it's fantastic. I have a family now. I did we didn't have children then and we wanted them we wanted uh, to own a house and have a life and have a child and we left before it was cool before the pandemic forced everybody to this was back in 2013 um and so that whole that whole journey for me was just really about recognizing that sometimes the things that you want um it's important to take a hard look at them and also kind of process the grief and the confusion that comes with hey i thought this is what i wanted but it's not actually the life i want and the biggest difference maker, one of the biggest difference makers in our lives, my life, my husband's life was that we took a hard look at it and over burgers at In-N-Out, we said, we're going to leave. Like this is, this sounds crazy, but we're going to quit our jobs in the film industry and start over at 26 or 27 and 28. And, and that's what we did. And now we have lives here in North Carolina that we wouldn't trade for anything. Is he in the business with you? He's not, but he's uh, certainly um, probably my world's biggest fan. So Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I just have to ask personal question because I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and um, Disney Plus, we watch, that's all we watch. What yeah. is your favorite Disney movie? Oh, okay. So it used to be Hercules. That was like my go-to. Um, and then I would say Up and Coco kind of competed for that. And now I would say Encanto. Okay. And, and that comes from a place, this is going to be, get really weird for a second, but um, in my thirties, I'm, you know, we're all in therapy, at least I am. Um, and I've been reading a lot about how to like heal yourself and how to kind of just be happier. Right. And what I love about Encanto is it's so in alignment with what I've been working on, which is just loving yourself for who you are, not for your accomplishments or your gifts. And I think for those of us who, um, you know, we've written books or we've done these, you know, had a job at Disney or whatever, it can be really easy to not like know yourself just as a person to always be striving for achievement. And so I think not only is it an incredible movie with incredible music and like the message of it is so important. So that is, I think, dethroned everything. And sorry, sorry to Hercules, that which was a, you know, 20 plus year record for me. Coco (laughs) is, is the family movie for us now. I mean, it's either that or Frozen between for yeah. my two-year-old but we've not seen Encanto so I I might be able to change Friday night movie night and actually see a new movie for the I'm, I just, we're doing it we're going to try to see if my two-year-old can make it um, but he loves him some cocoa so sorry I just wanted to ask because that's pretty cool um, now I speaking on your own brand now what you've been able to create 
You know, one of the things that you mentioned is that you've been able to create, you know, it wasn't your dream job or you wanted to kind of create your dream life, right? And and you've kind of been able to create that. Now you say you're like semi-retired. What do you <laughs> think is the most important aspect of that, right? You now have the ability to control, you know, spending time with your kids, spending time with your family. What did that open up for you? And how important do you think that is for a lot of people? Because I think you're right. Like, especially when you talk about marketing and entrepreneurship and starting businesses and we got to be on social media. And if you read all the books that you need to be doing this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and it's like, well, I, I just want to go in the backyard and throw a baseball with my son. Right. You know, like I don't have time for that. I got to do that. It's almost like you're in this rat race that you're never going to win. And mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like people need to step back and like, calm down, like figure out what's important to you. So you feel like, like, it's like, you got it. Like you got all the answers right here. So I'm kind of, and, <laughs> and I know, have all the answers. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, <laughs> but, but how, how important is that for, for other people to really analyze kind of where they are in, in their life um, and, and what they can do to change that? Because our last podcast or episode, he said, you know, life is short and, and a lot of people don't really realize that. And, you know, it, another person said, you don't, you don't have a hearse connected to a U-Haul. Right. So like you can work your butt off and have as many materialistic things as you want, but that's not going to be what's important when it all, all, uh, is all done. Yeah. I, I think it's a really important question to be asking. And, you know, I will say like, it's really important to understand that, you know, I can get on this podcast and talk about like, yeah, I have these books and I quit this dream job and I reinvented myself. And like, what I haven't said are things like, you know, my husband's been in school for many years and we're going through some stuff for his career. That's been really hard and emotionally hard for us. Uh, we went through four years of infertility, which was tens of thousands of dollars. Like that while I was the only breadwinner funding those things and making impossible decisions and, you know, mm -hmm. thankfully we finally had our, our child Leo, um, about two and a half years ago, and he's been the biggest blessing, but you know, there's just been a lot of things along the way that have been incredibly difficult and, um, uncertain and been hard to kind of, you know, make the kind of money you want to make and all these things. And what I would say is what I have realized is it's really important to choose happiness now. Um, and that's, I think I've gotten a lot of permission from watching other women in particular in business. I would shout out to Kate Rose now and Dara Brewstein, um, who are two coaches I've connected with who live this life very authentically. And Dara has a great exercise on her website, which is Dara, D-A-R-R-A-H.co, um, which is all about setting what your values are. And so in this exercise, you set what your top three values are. And I, my top three are strategy, thoughtfulness, and, um, and happiness and like happiness and fun, that idea, like, I think it's been a lot of permission giving. So giving myself permission to, um, though I don't have all the money in the bank that I want and all these things, and I don't have all the stuff and we live, we still don't live in our small townhouse and some of these things. I am choosing to love my life today as it is. It is enough. If I never get more than what I have, it's enough. And I think anybody who's listening, who's gone through infertility probably understands exactly what I'm talking about. That when you look at your child, after what you've been through, he's more than enough. And that child is more than enough and you stop striving so much. And so do I strive and grow and do all those things? Yeah, but it comes from a different kind of place where it's not like me trying to make myself whole. It's like me fascinated by the world and like, what can I make more possible for my family? So that's why I say like, you know, you can have the business you want. That's what, you know, the beginning of establish yourself, the first exercise you do is all about defining what does your greatest business look like? Because it may not look like, 
what the person sitting next to you is their business looks like. Some people run businesses just to fund their kids' college funds, right? Like everybody does it for a different reason and for different needs. And for me, my business, it's just as important that it make money as it allow me to take a week off at pretty short notice and to take months off every year and to just be there for my family, but not just because it's a responsibility, but because I'm choosing it. I love this. Very well said. Yeah, this is awesome. Good for you for, yeah. For dialing that in, and it's a very difficult challenge, but uh, you've made amazing progress, it sounds like. You have. Thank you. How, uh, what would be the best way for, you know, people that are listening to this, whether, you know, they already have a business that's kind of in this realm, or maybe they, they want a side hustler, or maybe they're looking to to leave their dream job to create their dream life. What's the best uh, uh, way to, for them to get in touch with you and, and to learn more? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find a lot of these things at greateststorycreative.com. If you need to give yourself permission, check out permissiontotry.com. If you need help for how to establish yourself, you can go to howtoestablishyourself.com. Um, so between those three things, you're going to find me six ways to Sunday. I do have a free tool on my website. So if you've been struggling with your elevator pitch, how do you clearly say what you do? I give away a free plug and play template called your best referral bio. So literally an email template where you can be like, hey, great to network with you, or hey, great to be on your podcast. Here's a reminder of what I do and who I do it for. Um, and this is the way to stay top of mind with people and give people easy introduction language so you never miss a great referral. So that that can be found at greateststorycreative.com slash referral bio. This has been awesome. I love it. I can't wait to read your book. Um, I feel that it parallels kind of how we you know, drive kind of our business, but ultimately the conversations that we have, the ability to tell that story. Uh, one of the things that was said on the panel that I was in re recently and specifically is towards social media in a world that I'm sure you're giving kind of the same advice. It's about don't focus so much on being different, focus on making a difference, right? Focus on, on creating content that you're proud of, but ultimately that can support people, that can tell your story, but ultimately is not just a look at me, look at me, look at me. And I feel like a lot of people do that, but I feel like you are, are, are exactly what our community needs, what these entrepreneurs need to really be able to show their authentic self and show who they truly are through those mediums and that branding aspect. So this is fascinating. Um, I don't know which book I'm going to read first. <laughs> Where can we pick those up? Is that Amazon or yeah, they're on? Watching? They're both on Amazon. Okay. I have um, a collector's edition, but let, let's connect after this. I'd love to send you guys copies of both. Oh, thank you so oh, much! You. Look at that, thank the perks. Thank you. Perks of being on the but podcast. I do think it's a I love permission it. to try and to establish yourself. It's a good like linear. You know, you see how confused I am about what am I going to do as a business owner? And then you can see that I, you know, we all figure it out. <laughs> yes, That's right. I love it. Well, Annie, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you are interested in getting in contact with Annie, let me or Scott know. Definitely go check out uh, her website, follow her on social media, utilize the tools, read the books. This is a lot of information. And even if you're not specifically in the exact, you know, industry or segment that, that she focuses on, I think anybody out there can, can look at this, right? Like ask yourself a simple question. What is my story? And if you're not proud about it or you can't share it, then work on that. Right. And, sure. and that's something that you're going to be you know, living with. And, um, and I love it. So Annie, thank you so much. It, it, it's unique. And I, it's crazy that you like got to the dream job of Walt Disney World. And it's almost like people probably look at it like, how could she leave that job? But the only person that knows yourself better than anybody is you. And if you're sure. not happy and, and it's taking you away from the joys that you really love in life, then it's not your dream job. 
right? Go create your dream life. And I think that's what I've learned here. And lucky for Scott, I think this is my dream life. So love that. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky for you, bro. I'm just kidding. <laughs> lucky for all of um, us. <laughs> no, it's awesome. But teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. So Annie, thank you so much. Like I said, everybody like, share, comment, go check out Greatest Story Creative. We are blessed to have Annie in this community supporting the brands. Uh, definitely go check out her books and uh, see how you can implement you know, one thing at a time every day. And maybe, you know, you can change your life or, or create the dream life that you want. So I uh, really do appreciate you coming on. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.